Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. David Hurlbut on Mile High Sports. And as always, hey, good morning, friends. Hope you all are doing well. Congratulations. It is Friday, Friday, October 20th. You made it. So glad you could tune in, 98.1 FM. Of course, you know what I'm going to say next. You can always stream us live, mylifesports.com or the MyLifeSports app for your phone. Plenty of ways to listen to the station all day long. Thank you so much for starting your day, ending your week, your Friday right here with the Morning Huddle. I'm your host, David Hurlbut, a Jersey guy living the dream here, friends. Westminster's own Alex Becker with me as always. 303-831-1340. 303-831-1340. Call or text whatever's on your mind. We love when we uh, when we get uh, participation points, if you will. We love hearing from you folks. And you know me. Whatever's on your mind. You want to talk about uh, the game last night, a little baseball, uh, what movies you're going to see this weekend? we got to have a David's Dozen. I think I've said that before. It's, it's Halloween. It's October coming up. Or no, it's October. It's Halloween coming up. We gotta do a David's Dustin for my uh, my scariest movies of all time. But yeah, I guess I could define that different ways. Best Halloween movies, scariest of all time. I'll have to think about that. In the meantime, AB, how you doing, man? I'm doing pretty well. Yeah, been a busy week for me, but hey, it's Friday, uh, ready for the weekend. And yeah, I'm thinking next week we could do something like that with your with your top Halloween movies. You're a big movie buff, and uh, I'd like to see uh, what your choices are there. So I think that would be the right umbrella, right? Best Halloween movies. And, you know, in that you consider scariest, uh, the, you know, the best acting, uh, you know, the sets, the whatever. I mean, it, it, all of that could fo- follow under best Halloween movie, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It doesn't have to be oh. like the, the creepiest or, you know, horror film out there. I think we can broaden it a little bit. Yeah, we'll yeah. do a big umbrella, best Halloween Time of the year movie. We'll do that next week. That'll be fun. We could do some polls on that, and I'd love to hear from you folks. What What's a movie you bust out every time this year? Wait a minute. No, every time of the year in, in October. I'm struggling this morning, folks. I need my coffee. It's brewing right now, and I'll go down there and get it. Like, I always watch Hoosiers at least once around March Madness. It just, either it's on TV or I bust it out. You know, I always have a Christmas story on in the background, like during Christmas Eve, they run it 24 hours a day, right? Or, or Christmas morning. So 
What do you bust out every uh, every October? There, that's a good way to phrase it. Oh, 303-831-1340. What do we got? D-backs making a series of it. Happy to see that. I don't know if uh, Alex is, but I'm sure that's not. he's not going to lose too much sleep. It's not like the Dodgers or the Giants are, you know, making it a series. But they did win 2-1 to one yesterday in Phoenix. I was recently in Phoenix. I wanted to go see that stadium, but it was just too hot. It was just too darn hot. Definitely didn't want to see it during the day or walk around there, whatever. I mean, the wife and I just stayed in our AC room or by the pool. And they told you why we went because, you know, rooms that cost $900 in November were costing, you know, $90 a night at, you know, a Four Seasons. But I was not going to stroll around Phoenix in 115 degrees. Dry heat or not, that is like walking on a frying pan. But I would like to see that at some point. I'd like to see different ballparks and stadiums. There's something, boy, I'm off topic, but you know me. You know me. There's something different about, I think, baseball ballparks. They're different than, you know, basketball arenas. I mean, you can have some history, like Madison Square Garden is great. Um, You know, football stadiums. There there are some better football stadiums now, absolutely. I think Jerry World kind of started it off and, you know, took things to the next level. Now you have SoFi, uh, the one in Atlanta, the one in, you know, Minneapolis. But ballparks, baseball ballparks, they're a little different. There's nothing like the charm of a baseball ballpark. That's a great word, Alex. That's a great way to put it. The charm, um, they're each very unique. Uh, you know, that started with Camden Yards and Baltimore throwing it back and, uh, you know, making them a little more intimate. You didn't have to have a baseball ballpark, you know, have a capacity of 60 or 70,000. That's football. Or, or a U2 or a Springsteen concert. Uh, you know, they could be 45, 48,000, still be very loud, but also uh, a charm, a charming, uh, more quaint existence, if you will. Course Field's great. City Field's great. The new Yankee Stadium, look, it's newer, it's cleaner, it functions, right? But it's not quite, they didn't get it right. It's a little more of a mausoleum. It's a little cold. But, I, oh, man, I wish, I, Alex, I wish I could convince Netflix to, like, throw a bunch of money at the two of us and we would just, uh, you know, Go on a tour of all the ballparks in America and, you know, film it and make it a fun documentary. Start like in Petco, which is a great ballpark in San Diego, if it's still Petco, and just make our way all the way to Fenway. That would be, we would end with Fenway and just, you know, hop in a car and road trip. That would be sweet. Yeah, that would be sweet. You know, I, I love living here in the 21st century, but sometimes I think about it would have been awesome to go to the polo grounds and Ebbets Field and Forbes Field and Crosley Field and some of these older ballparks because they're they're just such uh, unique and one of a kind. You know, you're, we're never going to see anything like the polo grounds ever again. Agreed. So. Agreed. They're, they're time capsules. They are. Wrigley and, uh, and Fenway are time capsules. And you know what's crazy? Dodger Stadium is the second oldest ballpark in the National League now after, uh, after Wrigley. Yeah. Do you know what the third is? Oh, okay, okay. I won't cheat, but uh, okay. Uh, is it course? It wow. is. Wow, nineteen ninety-five. Isn't that crazy? That Third oldest crazy. in the NL. That is crazy. Everybody has rebuilt theirs since nineteen ninety-five, and Dodger Stadium's got to be what sixties or seventies, and it was built around the same same time as Shea, but they just took so much better care of it. 
it's aged very well, and they just took so much better care of it, and uh, there's no reason for them to build a new one. Wow. Every National League ballpark since 1995 is brand new. That's great. That is great. Pittsburgh looks like it's charming. You know, you look out into center field, and you see the bridges there in the background. I think the city, too. Uh, San Fran looks great. I've been to Camden Yards. It's fantastic with that huge, uh, you know, warehouse in the background. Nothing wrong with talking ballparks. Folks, if you have a favorite ballpark out there, baseball ballpark, let us know. 303-831-1340. I love City Field. As I've said for the Mets, the only thing I don't like is it's a bit of a NASCAR. I understand advertising. There's a little too much. Last time I was there at City Field, and uh, it, it takes away from some of the charm a little bit. But please, there are umpteen restrooms. Uh, places to eat. Uh, it, it's great. And it's shaped. It, it's shaped the front with the rotunda. It's shaped like Ebbets Field. So so there you go, Alex. It's a throwback. Uh, it's a tribute to Ebbets Field. Right, right. Um, anyway, I got on this because I didn't want to see where the Diamondbacks play on a 115-degree day in Phoenix. But they did beat the Phillies 2-1, to one, nine hits to three. That series, Philly is currently up 2-1. to one, And the Astros won again. 10 to 3, 11 hits to 8. Uh, no errors by all four teams yesterday in a, on a fun sports day. So that series is tied 2 2. And let's see, are they both playing today? I would assume so. They are, yeah. Two more games today. Two more games today. So they do 2 3 2, right, Alex? Correct. Yep. Correct. Okay. Uh, let's see. 3.07 p.m. on FS1 is the Astros at Rangers. And then 6.07 on TBS the Phillies at the Diamondbacks. So you've got some good baseball. What else you got last night? You had a little Thursday night football. I was in and out in this game. I got to tell you, for me, it didn't grab me as much as others. It wasn't as sexy. I enjoy, uh, you know, watching the progress of Trevor Lawrence. Uh, Derek Carr, I've always liked him. I just, I don't know if he's in the best spot right now. We'll see. We'll see. But the Jags take it 31-24. I believe they've won four in a row now. And they are a very solid Five and two, um, they're three and zero on the road. Now wait, do they consider the London games or whatever those European games on the road? Maybe one was home, one was on the road. I know they played consecutive games there, and they just obviously hung out there. Uh, and the Saints dropped to three and four, but the Jags, you know, we keep talking Chiefs, and rightfully so. Uh, the Bills are a big headline. The AFC, Miami, with all they're doing. Uh, a lot of fun to watch. That seems like a Maserati, that offense down there. What are the concerns with, you know, Cincy? Are they back? And, and you know, meanwhile, quietly going long, Trevor Lawrence is becoming a better quarterback, and the Jags and their coach, whom I really like, Doug Peterson, are quietly 5-2. and two. And now they have a nice little mini break. So they've got something going on down there in Jacksonville. And, hey, good for them. That's another one of those cities that just – I mean, what did they go to, like, one AFC championship? Was it against the Broncos with Mark Brunel? Is that what I'm thinking? I mean, obviously. They, they went, have... um, I think, 2017. They Remember, they almost went to the Super Bowl with that defense. Oh, yeah, at New England. Exactly. Right, right. It was a very good defense. Was Gardner Minshew the quarterback of uh, that Blake, team? Blake Bortles was the quarterback. Blake Bortles. Listen to Alex just rattle off names. Uh, like, I can rattle off Springsteen albums and songs. I mean, that's why you, you got to find – you can, and, and you can. That's why you got to find the right, uh, you know, 
partner to pair up with. If we both had the same weakness and we'd be looking for, uh, and we'd be looking for <laughs> dames, uh, that would not be a good thing. Wow, that's right. That defense was nasty, but it only really peaked for one year. Then all that spending eventually caught up with them. Okay, 9.12 in the morning. I didn't say it, but I'll say it now. Lori Latimer-Volkman in the next segment from Mile High Report. Talk a little Broncos. Come on back, folks. Glad you could join us. This is The Morning Huddle. David Hurlbut on Mile High Sports. Folks, if you're not smiling now, I don't know if I can help you. I sure hope you are. 9.17 in the morning on a Friday, October 20th. That person laughing or coughing in the background would be Lori Latimer-Volkman from Mile High Report. How you doing, Lori? I am doing well. How are you, David? I can't complain. I can't complain. Uh, look, we were on last Friday, obviously, which was the day after the KC game, so no need to rehash that we we agree they played harder but uh came up short just you know uh, it was on the road on thursday night a little talent differential and then so be it so we're moving forward Lori. we're moving forward oh. <laughs> <laughs> we're trying to right Lori, is is this year at this point last year compared to this year i'm not gonna say which is worse i don't want to i don't want to make your day worse which is more frustrating if you can remember Last year around this um, time or right now? Yeah. Well, I, I think at the time last year, obviously, like it was super frustrating. But and I, I was talking to somebody about this yesterday. The thing about this year is we coming into this year, it's like we figured that the problem was the coaching, right? Like last year we thought, well, we got the quarterback and we were only a quarterback away. And then we come in and our defense plays great, but our offense is a complete disaster. Yet, but we could point to the coaching as just being so chaotic and inconsistent that, the, you know, of course that was a factor. So it's like going into this year, it's like, okay, we should have fixed the pieces, right? We, we still have a quarterback who clearly had a bad year, but we're banking on him not being completely washed up because we saw flashes. And now we got a coach. We got a proven veteran coach who knows how to, how to win, knows, you know, is not going to make boneheaded decisions about timeouts and play calling. <laughs> and right. well, look what we got. <laughs> so I feel like what's frustrating about this year is kind of thinking, what, what can we do next? And the answer is, of course, blow it up. But then you're looking at, 
Like, I don't know who thinks that blowing up this year means next year we go to the playoffs. Like it will not happen that way. We're, we'd be two to three years out. So it's like the recognition that we have still a long haul is pretty depressing. I understand, but wouldn't you be happier if at this year, next time, maybe you have a couple first rounders on the roster, maybe a couple second rounders on the roster and uh, exciting young players who are maybe all conference or all American and, and you're pointed in the right direction, like, okay, we know the game plan. We're not in purgatory anymore. We know the game plan. We'll stink, but we'll watch these kids grow in front of our eyes. Wouldn't that be more exciting? Well, yes. No, I 100% agree. Like, that would be better than this year. It's, it's a, When you look at this year, it's like we're already, and we were even probably last week, basically giving up on this year. <laughs> and, yeah, and yeah. I, you know, I'm – as fans. And I, I truly hope, I hope the guys in the locker room aren't, but it, you know, they are it, like, we could be losing a few players here in the next week or two. We, we clearly, I think are generally outmatched when it comes to our defense versus a lot of offenses that we have to play. Yeah. So they could play their hearts out and we'll, we're likely to lose most of the games we have left on the schedule, just based on how we've been playing and other teams have been playing. So you never know. And you know, any given Sunday, but I, I think it's just as a fan, it's hard to, it it's hard to look ahead because it, that also depends on good drafting and being in the right position where you can actually get the best picks and you know we need to accumulate some picks. So like we're not even in that position yet and we we can't even count on that exactly. And it, it's always such a it, the draft is you never know <laughs> and you hope that you get the players that turn out to be better, but. To, to your point, I think we have to we have got to get to the position where we, as a franchise, say we are going to start developing players and we're going to have a we are going to have a true rebuilding. Like we we keep trying to not have to do that, but we never get good enough, and then we stay in this position where we're we're not we're not good enough to be anything important, but we're not bad enough to really turn it around, and we got to get out of that rut. We're talking with LLV from Mile High Report, a great website, Everything Broncos. Lori, right now, um, the Broncos would pick third if the you know the draft were tonight. And let's say both Paytons call you and say, Lori, what do you want us to do at third? I mean, Chicago would have one and two. They would have one courtesy of Carolina. Then they would have number two themselves. So they're probably taking Caleb Williams and some other stud, either offensively or defensively. There are a lot of other good quarterbacks in this draft. Would you go? I mean, the kid from Carolina, of course, Alex knows I forget names. Uh, up there at Oregon's pretty good. <laughs> there, there are some good ones. Would you still go uh, quarterback at three if you can't get Caleb Williams? I think so. I think we have to. <laughs> I mean, and I haven't paid no attention to how good these college guys are. I don't even ever try to evaluate them because I feel like it's so hard to watch them play in college and know – they're definitely going to do well in the NFL. Like I need to rely, we have to rely on better, better scouts than me. And even they screw it up. I think But <laughs> I've heard Drake may Drake may, is, you know, would be a really great um, quarterback. So it, like, I think if we're, if we're able to get one of the top two, we have to. And I, I wouldn't like, I don't, I don't know the best scenario with, with Russell Wilson and his contract, but I don't think it would be terrible to have a guy 
sit for a little bit behind and learn from Russell Wilson if, you know, that seems to make sense. I don't know. Like, I, I get the argument for both sides, but I feel like the worst thing we do to these young guys is we throw them in in a terrible situation and they, they lose their confidence. They, they have such a tough time overcoming all the, the like, NFL defense is so much tougher than a college defense. And then they kind of they suffer. And I think only the very few really get out of that situation doing well. And that, that relies on a team that starts really building around them. And so if we, that's what we have got to do. <laughs> we have got to learn how to rebuild a program and not just try to think we can plug in one player and everything's better. Exactly. I mean, you really have to be the creme de la creme, physically and mentally tough to be like a number one pick and get thrown in there on a bad team. And there's a handful of guys who could handle it. I always point out like these three or four, um, John Elway, Troy Aikman, right. uh, Peyton Manning, Andrew Luck, right. all top picks, but they were all really blue chip players. So look, it worked out for Patrick Mahomes uh, watching for a year. And I think watching Russell Wilson, I think he is, you know, he gets some criticism, but I think he's a pretty darn good professional. So I think that would be right. good for anyone. Yeah, I do too. And, you know, like I would, I think like if you look at, you know, watching Jacksonville, Trevor Lawrence is a good example of, I mean, he was, he was number one pick. He had a terrible first year, but at least when they brought Doug Peterson in, they started like building the team the right way. And they, you know, and they just, I think he had a lot of support, but most of these guys, they they don't, and it's so hard. And if you don't really, really design and really bring along your quarterback, um, you know, the, the young guy, like you're asking so much of them. You're asking a 22-year-old kid to be the leader of a locker room with 35-year-old men who've been on in the NFL for 10-plus years, and they're also trying to learn the playbook, and they're trying to figure out a defense that's about to kill them. And it's like it just ruins most of these guys. And I – I personally think we just need a better system, but that's a whole other conversation. And so I would love to see us get a quarterback. I think we have to, but I would personally be in favor of not starting him next year. And I think just from a contract standpoint, I don't know that we can get rid of Russell Wilson without it just crushing our, you know, our bank or like, or we're like really like getting zero value out of such a big contract. Like we need to wait till it's not so expensive or we can find someone to trade with or something. Um, and it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world for a young superstar to sit for a year and then take over. Yeah, so. I know. I agree. I agree. Um, and I would go quarterback uh, as well at number three. And then the next one or two picks from me personally would be offensive line. Enough of this nonsense. Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah, enough of this. Get the biggest <laughs> and burliest guys from like Wisconsin or Michigan. I want those guys in nasty weather. Yeah. Um, yeah. Boy, true, true or false, Jerry Judy will be traded by the time we talk next Friday. I think true. I mean, <laughs> I think they'd like to. I think they are trying to make sure they get decent picks for him, but that's, you know, I think they, I think. My guess is that the Broncos might be, you know, evaluating him a little higher than most other teams. And it's, you know, I think he's very, very good. But to be honest, if I'm another team and I'm watching his production and possibly his attitude, I'm not sure I'm giving that up. But looking at his attitude is also like, I mean, I think he's, I think he has a 
some fair points, but dude, you haven't been consistent either. You haven't been healthy enough every year to stay on the field. So it's hard to work you into an offense when we don't really know if you're going to be there. And then, you know, we have our own other struggles, but like not being a team player, you know, to me, I feel like the Broncos are going to be like, okay, you know, we're done with you if we can get the right match. And I think they probably want more than other teams want to get. So, but I do think, I think it's probably likely to happen, especially given his attitude of late. Yeah, exactly. Um, Okay. Lloyd prediction time, Uh, green Bay coming to town. Uh, I I haven't watched a lot of green Bay. Uh, I've seen some of Jordan love, uh, you know, one drive, he looks very uh, composed and productive. The next drive, he struggles some. So, who do you have this weekend, Packers at Broncos? I'm going to go with the Broncos. I think playing at home helps them a lot. I think the Packers are a, an improving team, but I do think they have, you know, like you said, they're a little inconsistent on offense, and I think our defense is probably buoyed a little bit by their performance against the Chiefs and um, should be fairly healthy. So I think that I think that helps, and then I think our offense. Um, you know, it's also probably motivated to look a lot better than they did last week. And if Sean Payton will actually stick with the run game, then mm-hmm. I think we can do it. <laughs> so I'm going to go, exactly. but a, a close one, 23-20 Broncos. Hey, that'd be fun. I, I'd take that right now. Always a pleasure, my yeah. friend. Have yourself a great weekend. Thanks. You do the same. Thank you. Thank you. Th- listen to Lloyd. Thanks. You do the same. <laughs> oh, <laughs> making the turn here. Come on back, folks. Right here, My Life Sports. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. (gasps) No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
The Morning Huddle with David Hurlbut on Mile High Sports. Welcome back. Making a turn. Alex had uh, his choice today, and we're falling back clearly to Michael Jackson. Jackson 5, oh yeah. Jackson 5, that is some old school. Little Billy Jean, as, uh, you know, he took us out the last segment. Um, I'm sure we could get some thriller between now and Halloween, so I'm sure we'll hear a thriller, mm-hmm. which was a groundbreaking um, uh, video back in the day. It was like 11 minutes longer or something, Vincent Price and... Uh, you know, like the makeup they put on Michael was just at the time, uh, state of the art. Gosh, what was that 1983? Wow. Where does the time go? Folks, this segment brought to you by White Dragon Martial Arts. You know, I love these folks. WhiteDragonMartialArts.org. It's a very uh, special school. They, they, you know, based on traditional martial arts you know you'll you'll be taught that honor that discipline that respect which hopefully you could take into other areas of your life i I, i've never seen any uh downside to learning some kind of martial art and uh my stepdaughter does it she's doing great i think my wife might jump into a class they're doing women's self-defense right now they are emphasizing that right now in october of course it's always a good time to learn some self-defense and in these days Man or woman. I'm not exactly, you know, 6'4", 220. I could use, I could use a little, uh, you know, karate kid uh, knowledge from here or there. But uh, really, I'm a big fan of these folks. Check them out, whitedragonmartialarts.org, whitedragonmartialarts.org. All right, Hotshot, you got a little, uh, maybe a couple crunch times there for me, then we'll talk some Packers, Broncos in the fourth. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, I saw this on Twitter. I asked Eric and Bruce this too. They had a lot, a lot of good answers. Um, so Bryce Harper and LeBron James, they were both on the cover of Sports Illustrated at 16 years old, and they were both labeled as the chosen one. Both athletes, I think most would say, have lived up to the hype and then some, you know, especially in LeBron's case. So I was asking, uh, who are some athletes who were really hyped up like Harper and LeBron, but really couldn't live up to the expectations? That could not. Okay. And yes, I would I would say they both have, and uh, you're right. That is very tough too. I mean, it could go anyway. Um, oh, there was a quarterback for USC who was supposed to be the next, you know, Johnny Unitas, Joe Montana, whomever. What was his name? Kind of red hair. Oh, Todd Marinovich. Todd Marinovich with the crazy Todd dad. Marinovich. Yes, yes, his dad who would make him, you know, go out in the front lawn before school. You know, get down on his knees and throw like. 200 passes that have to hit this target or something. And it just, uh, it was too much. It was too much. I mean, look, I'm a big, uh, or I'm not a big tiger fan. I, I don't hate him. I don't wish him any ill will, but clearly his dad handled his, uh, his, uh, you know, growth properly. And he, well, there's another one. You talk about huge expectations who delivered, uh, tiger woods, but Todd Marinovich comes to mind as, as a, uh, as a chosen one that didn't live up. Um, hmm. Who did they think? Let, give me one or two that they mentioned uh, while know, I try and 
stall for time. One guy I was thinking of, and of course they brought him up, was Tony Mandrich, the lineman. Yes, yes. Um, the steroids. Yep. Yeah, the, uh, what did they call him? The, uh, oh, the oh, incredible bulk. The incredible the, bulk, that's right. Yes, he was on the cover of Sports Illustrated, and he was picked second or third. And that top five, I remember that draft, I think it was 89. It was a great uh, top five, except for Mandrich. He, actually, he wasn't that bad. He did play a little bit in Green Bay in the Colts. Um, he wasn't like Ryan Leaf, who just, you know, flamed out of Jamarcus Russell. But it was like Troy Aikman. Um, I don't know the exact order. I know Troy was first. Then it was also Barry Sanders. Yep, Mandrich was he, two. I'm looking at all it. All right. Uh, then, was it Barry, Dion, then Derek Thomas? Uh, it was Barry, Derek Thomas, and then Dion. And then Dion. Oh, my goodness. What a top five. What a top five. Four are Hall of Famers. All-time greats. Uh, sad to lose Derek Thomas too soon, and and then Matt Mandarich. So, boy, that is a great question. I'm trying to stall here and um, think of some. I mean, we I don't know if they were supposed to be the next Messiah, but Ryan Leaf was obviously. Um, how about like Greg Oden? Never I, lived up to the hype. I was couldn't thinking about healthy. him too. Yeah, couldn't stay healthy. Um, some would say Anna Kornikova was a terrible disappointment. But I don't think she was ever supposed to be the next Martina or Chrissy. Um, and let's be honest, she is a beautiful. She was a beautiful young lady. I'm sure she's beautiful now, wherever she is. I haven't seen her in a while, um, and that gave her a lot of attention. Um, who else? Oh, I, I know. Well, there are two others. Maybe you can help me look this up. Oh, there was a kid, Ty Tryon. I think I've mentioned him also on this show. He was supposed to be the next Tiger, Ty Tryon. Can you look that up? And then there's another kid. Oh, he was supposed to be the next Pele, I think, for American soccer. Uh, uh, Freddie Adu? Yes, yes, exactly. Freddie Adu was supposed to be our Pele yeah. in America at, you know, at the age of 14. And I think both those guys I just mentioned, Ty, did you, did you find him? Ty I did. Trump? Yep. Yeah. yeah, he is now 39 years old. Um, wow. Yeah, golfer, golfer out of Orlando, Florida. He turned pro in two thousand one. Um, yeah, it looks like he he uh, he attended college. Wait, yeah, he attended he college, college before he, he turned pro, and there was some controversy there. Uh, but yeah, yeah. So he made he was the third youngest player ever to make a cut in a PGA Tour event at sixteen years old. Um, now he's the eighth youngest. But yeah, sounds like there was a ton of hype, but failed to hold on to his PGA Tour status. Yes. His dad pushed him too too soon. I mean, he was on you know a tour with grown men, uh, you know, in his teens. Like Tiger went to Stanford for what a couple of years at least, and he got a college experience. He you know he took the next step. Um, who was the Asian woman who's uh, the female golfer? Oh, Michelle, Michelle Wee. Wee. Yep. Yep. I, I thought I of her, her too when you pushed her when you said Kornikova. I was like Michelle Wee also. Yeah, uh, a beautiful young woman. Now she did win a major eventually, but. She was supposed to be a, a female tiger, and I think she was pushed too fast, too soon, and didn't just take the necessary steps. Uh, who did the other guys mention that I may have forgotten? Um, they mentioned a hockey player a long time ago. I think Johnny Carson was his name. He was in the Gretzky trade. Uh, okay. There was a, a Yankees pitcher that Eric couldn't uh, find his name. Um, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, they're, they're all guys from like the, the old days, like 70s and 80s. Yeah, well, they're old. I mean, what are you going to do? Yeah. Those guys are old. <laughs> you and I are in our prime. Uh, yeah, Ryan Lee. I just pulled up a site just to uh, just to jog my memory. Drew Henson was that one? 
Oh, uh, that uh, is not one they brought up, but yeah, I remember Drew Henson. Yep. Yep. Um, obviously, Jamarcus Russell is probably always going to be brought up. Yep. Um, Ryan Leaf, as we mentioned, who I saw the other day on um, Good Morning Football. Is that it? Good Morning Football on the NFL Network? Yes. And he looked great. He looked in shape and he looked very, very happy. And I'm happy for him because he had the good. famous meltdown. And uh, I, I'm really happy for him now. Absolutely. Um, oh, how about a random one? This is random. I just saw this. How about Kimbo Slice? Oh, okay. Yeah. I like the, that. The street fighter who lasted, what, 30 seconds in the octagon? Sure, yeah, yeah. I remember him. He was he was making headlines there for a little bit. Big headlines in, like, illegal street fighting that, of course, people would videotape. Uh, boy, that segment went quickly. You got one more we can squeeze in? Um, yeah, uh, Tom Brady, he, he was speaking on the NFL today and he said, uh, it's becoming more like flag football. He understands why fans get upset watching games. He said, there's a lot of people that want it less and less physical. So it is more like flag football, which is, you know, going to be in the Olympics in 2028. He said, maybe, maybe football goes to flag football over a period of time. Football is a physical sport. You throw a 15 yard flag for something that 20 years ago, maybe wouldn't have had a flag that affects the game in a big way. Uh, so Brady, uh, definitely voicing his opinion, can't get fined anymore for his comments. No, no. And of course, he never struggled to pay those fines anyway. But yeah, I, I understand it. I totally understand the frustration. It happens to every one of the quarterbacks on our team uh, or the opposing team, right? Uh, uh, you know, Vaughn Miller would hit someone a half a second late, not even go helmet to helmet or something. And it's it's 15 yard penalty on like a third down. And you held them on third down. And Vaughn, you know, a big guy running full speed, he can't stop on a dime. This isn't like the Matrix. He can't move uh, on a dime. And uh, he does try, uh, you know, to ease up a little. And it's a 15-yard penalty. Now, if you're clearly trying to injure the guy, or if you're going for the knees, uh, fine. Fine. Throw the flag. But I think we've all seen umpteen times where we have benefited or it has hurt your team or your quarterback. So I get it. I get it. And he benefited from some. I mean, if you sneezed around Brady, much like Jordan, it was a penalty. So I, I totally get it. All right, 943 in the morning. Come on back. Alex and I will make some predictions on this week's upcoming game. Glad you could join us. My Life Sports. Morning Huddle with David Hurlbutt on Mile High Sports. Nine forty-seven in the morning. Hope your Friday's off to a great start. Looks like another gorgeous autumn day of course now it feels good it's going to be warm again right through the weekend i believe so enjoy it because before you know it we'll be scraping that frost off our cars it'll read negative four on the thermometer 
and uh, we're going to be uh, wishing we had these days. So soak it in. 303-831-1340. Let us know who you think is going to win this weekend, Packers or Broncos. By the way, just a random thought that popped in my head. I'll let you know we're different generations. So I'm curious, what do you think? Caleb Williams say now he, you know, whomever he drafts, he wants part ownership of the team. I I, I thought I, go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. You go ahead. Oh, I, I just – I thought that was ridiculous. I thought uh, Aaron – I thought NFL – that's illegal, too. Aaron Rodgers tried to get equity with the Jets, and NFL right. shut that down. Uh, I think Brady tried to do the same thing with Tampa. Um, it's kind of, it's almost like a red flag for me. Like, this guy's almost getting too big uh, already. He hasn't even played it down in the NFL, and he wants to be a, a – he wants to have an ownership stake in an NFL team. I mean, come on. Uh, yeah, to me, that that was uh, far-fetched. I think he needs to to, you know, calm down a peg. Calm, calm down a little bit. Tap, tap the brakes a little too big for his britches. Uh, you and I agree. You know, uh, we're, we're different generations, but you and I agree. And hopefully they'll they'll have a rule, or if there isn't one already, you, you can't have that. Because, look, name, image, and likeness has already become, to me, a slippery slope. Can you imagine if one player were to somehow get part ownership in the teams? And Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen and – and Dak and everybody would be saying, oh, where's mine? Oh, that it would be out of control. It would be out of control. And you're right. This cat hasn't even thrown a down uh, a pass yet in the NFL. Right. The other guys I've met have accomplished things. Yeah, like Rodgers, yeah. Brady, that's asking for part ownership is one thing because they've uh, they're you know 18 years accomplished in the league, but yeah. Caleb Williams, man, this guy is uh hasn't played a down yet and he's uh, already uh I don't know. Uh, I, it might rub some teams the wrong way, the way he his ego's already a little bit inflated, a lot of bit inflated. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I get it. It's it's look, it's tough to stay humble. I would imagine when you're you're when you're in college and you're a superstar and you know they're throwing money at you and you quarterback for a glamour program and you're in la la land. And uh, I'm not saying he's the only one. Uh, many college athletes have felt that way and. Some ways they need to come up in a little bit in the pros, you know, shave his head, uh, you know, make him sing, you know, the USC fight song, you know, whatever they make him do to kind of bring him back down to earth. And did uh, you uh, did you hear what he said about um, the fan who, uh, you know, kind of made fun of him for painting his nails that that said F Notre Dame? Um, oh, yes. Was that last year? Oh, that was this or, or year. This that year. was this past oh, this week. this year again. OK, OK. Yeah, he did that to Utah last year, though. Utah, okay. Um, he was like, uh, the, that's an opinion of a sheep. Lions don't worry about that stuff. You know, everybody wants to be in these size 12 and a half shoes. Uh, so I, I don't know. He, he seems, um, I don't know. It's yeah. not not right for me. No, agree. I, I, I don't like, I bet if I asked most USC alums, do you like him saying F Notre Dame publicly? I mean, didn't we just talk about this with uh, um, the tight end for the Niners? And he got fined. You know, with his F Dallas T-shirt. Right. Yeah, Kittle. Yeah. Kittle. Thank you. You know me in names. Uh, yeah, I don't like that. And they did, they, they got out there, got smoked by Notre Dame. So you know, a little karma, a little karma there, much like uh, you know Shador Sanders in uh, in Boulder. You know, he was showing off to the ASU student body, and the next week, uh, the Stanford uh, players are giving him the business. I don't know what's wrong with being a little humble. And, you know, is it not cool? Well, is, is Peyton Manning not cool? Right? Was Jack Nicholas not cool? Yeah. Ask other golfers and other athletes if they th think Nicholas and Peyton Manning are cool. 
winning is cool. Just go out there and win. All right, brother. Uh, I Like I said, I haven't seen a lot of Jordan Love. I'm very curious to watch him play. Can he be their future in Green Bay? You know, you talk about learning from the sidelines for a couple of years, that he had that opportunity to learn behind a Hall of Famer. Uh, what do you think, man? Oh, boy. Yeah, I, I like the Packers in this one. Um, the Broncos, uh, Packers one-point favorites right now. Green Bay coming off a bye. I'm I'm taking the Packers, but I'm a little bit hesitant. Uh, the Broncos have failed to cover a single game so far this year. Uh, I like the Packers maybe, uh, I'll say, 24 to 19 in this one. Okay. Uh, so you like the Packers. Uh, AZ like the Packers. Lori, uh, I could tell. I, I Look, she's always loyal, but I think she thinks that um, – the Broncos have a serious shot. Coming off a bye is huge. Rested, relaxed, plenty of time to get the game plan uh, incorporated. Uh, Chargers were coming off the bye, too, and Cowboys beat them. True, so. true. But I don't think 75% of this crowd will be Packer fans. Um, there'll be some. There'll be some because I bet a lot of Bronco fans are over it. And Look, if, 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 a pack, if you put your tickets up for sale, maybe you had two – to, uh, you know, um, David, uh, what do you call them? Season tickets. Good Lord, David. You have two season tickets, right? You've got good seats. And you put them up for sale on some secondary market. And a Packer fan comes along and says, I'll give you, you know, a thousand bucks for each. And you're thinking, okay, I mean, fine. There's no there's no uh, Aaron Rodgers there now. They're rebuilding too. I, don't, I won't miss the Packers. I'll be there next week for the Chiefs and other important games. Uh, but sure, give me two grand for my tickets and I'll I'll, I'll take my significant other skiing or, or, you know, go away for the weekend or <laughs> repair the car. You know, you might be tempted. And, and I feel like their their fan base is kind of like the Cowboys and the Steelers. They always travel well. Uh, I yes. remember I went to the game in 2015, the year the Broncos won the Super Bowl. Uh, Broncos manhandled the Packers that game, but there was still a ton of cheeseheads in the stand in the stands. Yes. So. I remember that game. Yep. I remember that game well. Uh, yeah, and Rodgers, of course, at the time, and I thought it would be much closer, but the Broncos really took it to them. That was a real statement game. Look, I'm going to follow you and AZ. I was tempted to take the Broncos, but what, why should I at this point? Okay, they're playing harder, but you know what's frustrating and sad? It's a professional organization, and they're not, they're not really playing for victories. It's, they're playing for moral victories now. That's really too bad. It's like, okay, what did we get good out of this game, even though we got beat by 15 points? So, yeah, um, I like their head coach. Uh, let's see what Jordan Love's got. But, you know, if you're a young quarterback learning, this might be just the defense to learn against. Uh, I, I assume there won't be any, let's say Friday, I assume there won't be any trades before this game. I, obviously, I could be wrong if someone comes calling. By the way, I'll, I'll, I'll play Jerry Jones. You play George Payton. Uh, Alex. Okay. Uh, I'll give you Michael Gallup and a fourth rounder for Jerry Judy. Yes. I say yes to that. I think both would be happy. Uh, Michael Gallup struggling a little bit in Mike McCarthy's offense. Um, uh, Brandon Cook's getting more looks. So are some other receivers you folks may not know. Um, fresh start for both players. So you're getting a receiver in return, only 26 years old, local guy. He's under contract, and you're getting rid of a problem. And Michael Gallup is a professional. He's the antithesis of the attitude with Jerry Judy. So you're getting a good player in return, and you're also getting a pick. So if you were just doing picks, I would have to offer you more than a fourth rounder. 
but I'm giving you Gallup, I'm getting Judy, and we shake hands. All right. I wish it were that easy. <laughs> I'm doing that all day. Yeah. Yeah. I think both uh, players would benefit, and uh, Judy's a little younger, maybe with a little more upside at this point, although Mel Michael Gallup has proved himself before, and now he's definitely healthy after the ACL tear from two years ago. Uh, just a fresh start. Yeah, really. I think uh, Russell Wilson would really like Michael Gallup. Uh, okay, I will go. I'm going to go a, a bizarre score. I don't remember what I picked the other day with with AZ, but it's the Broncos. I'll go 23-18. That's not too bizarre. I'll go 23-18 Packers. Oh, the Denver Broncos. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Good one, Alex. You can't play that enough, especially when they're struggling. Yeah, uh, 23-18 Packers. They'll just make one or two plays more than the Broncos. I wouldn't be shocked if we come in Monday and the uh, Broncos win. It's not like they're playing, you know, Bart Starr and Vince Lombardi. But I will go with the Packers. So two Packer votes here, and we'll yep. see what happens. Folks, enjoy the playoff baseball this weekend. We've got some good college football, of course, pro football on Sunday. Sunday night. Oh, quick, Sunday night, who do you have? Uh, Dolphins at Eagles. Oh man, I I think I'm gonna take Philly. Sorry, in in, in a close one here. I think oh. I just don't think Hertz will throw three picks again. Um, but man, I I hope it's a fun, exciting game. Dolphins offense is awesome. I oh, man, I don't know, but I'll think I'll take Philly. Yeah, no, I I look, I'm a little emotional about it. I think Phil, I think, I think Miami cannot be held back that much. They're just too good on offense. But we'll see. No, Philly's obviously very good, and it's in Philly, and the Philadelphia Phillies are going nuts. That town's on fire. We'll see you Monday, folks. Take care from the morning huddle. Come on.